Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. Tonight with me, it's obviously not Drew. Got got the queen of paddle and fin, Miss Susie Q. How you doing, Susie? I'm doing pretty good. Heck yeah. Glad to be back. I've taken, I think I haven't been here in like a month. Uh, I don't even remember why I missed the first week. <laughs> But COVID ran through our household Ugh. and kicked my butt, like hardcore kicked my butt. And uh, I've been better for a couple of weeks, but up until like this week, talking would get you winded. Like I just, I'd have a conversation with my wife and be like, okay, I gotta go lay down. Like I can't breathe, <laughs> but yeah. all better, man. I've missed it. I uh, haven't even got to think about fishing lately, man. Like. <laughs> Like I was going to go out this weekend and was like, you know how much effort it's going to take to do all that? <laughs> I'm not going. And it's getting closer to hunting season. And I know if, uh, it's like half of the fishing world puts puts their rods and reels and kayaks up and gets ready for, you know, deer season, duck season, whatever your your passion is. What about you, Susie? Are you going to be doing anything else other than getting ready for cold weather? Uh, Well, a couple of different things, actually. So um, I actually haven't done my segment for quite some time. Um, my last show that like I did was like back in December. Um, I took a little bit of a break just because of running the, the trail series and everything. Uh, I had also bought a house last year, too. So that was kind of like a big change. Um, and then just, you know, some other crazy family stuff has happened this year too. So, uh, but uh, I'm finally starting to kind of slow down and catch up on some things. But uh, next weekend, I've got pretty much my final event when it comes to uh, championships and stuff like that. So uh, the Crossroads um, Kayak Bass 
something can't remember what it was <laughs> um <laughs> me and uh <laughs> i used to know what it was called something. Just, my brain it's was a, just like it's Boop. a big one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway um they take uh five anglers from five different teams and they compete um in like a, a final showdown cool. and uh the uh members from kayak bass league had won the first year and second year i believe and then last year um indiana won because it's being hosted uh with the indiana kayak anglers this year uh so that takes place next weekend on the uh, white river in indianapolis so nice yeah uh, kind of uh, interesting. And are you you're participating or are you running that? I'm participating actually. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Because I know you yeah. don't you help with like the Crossroads Classic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was uh, TD for them um, the first and second year. So like it's going to be different to be a participant in this one rather than running it. So that, that's what's kind of been suck for me. I've taken on uh, you know a lot of y'all know I run the Bass Master stuff for Alabama. Uh, the trail series, you know, it didn't work out. I knew it wouldn't. Uh, Alabama's kind of packed with fishing schedules already. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've taken over the state championship. And it's cool, but it sucks because now they don't get to fish it. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, that didn't really hit. And, like, when I was making up, like, where we're going to go in a few years and getting ideas together. And I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I don't want to go to Gunnersville because I'll have to sit and watch everybody else catch fish. <laughs> TD struggles though. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be like kind of my last event. And then uh, all of the DNR places, which is basically like all the lakes around me are going to be closing to fishing about mid-October because uh, that's when they allow for um, waterfowl hunting and mm. whatnot. So I got to get my time in here real soon because otherwise... I'm going to have to drive at least an hour to find somewhere that is open. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. But uh, this past weekend, uh, if you guys hadn't seen, um, I got my first salmon uh, for the year. So nice. Pretty awesome. It's it's been a really weird year this year. Um, It's been really warm so far. Usually this time of year, it's the river temperatures usually like mid to low sixties and it was 70 when I was up there. So it's still a bit warm And the salmon tournament was this past weekend too. And out of 35 anglers, only three people got fish. So, wow. Yeah. It's been, it's been a little tough right now. So I'm they're, actually they're... hoping they'll come in a little bit later. Cause I'm like, well, I'm free in October. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. Well, uh, uh, what we got going on tonight is uh, Paddle and Finn just wrapped up their first trail series uh, season. And what we decided to do was have the uh, the Angler of the Year winner from that on. And that was Mr. Uh, Blake Spurgeon. And I'm hoping I pronounced your last name right because I may have just butchered that. I meant to ask you. No, that's right. You pronounced it okay. right. Woo! I know it's right, but in my head it's telling me to say it in these other ways that would make absolutely no sense. But what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Glad you can make it. I know it was kind of a, it was, I don't want to say last minute. It was a little bit of a struggle for me. Uh, It pulled up a lot of people on Facebook and all Brian told me was that you were holding a deer in your picture. And there's another Blake Spurgeon that son is holding a deer in a picture. And I sent him the message. So I'm glad I text you (laughs) because you're like, no, I didn't get anything. And I was like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, 
you know, go ahead, take the floor. Tell us who you are, uh, where you're from, how you got into kayak fishing. Uh, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I uh, started kayak fishing, I think, uh, last last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm friends with Jackson Orr. So, I mean, I met, I met him at a tackle shop um, probably like five, eight years ago or something. And uh, we always stayed in contact. And then I was needed to get a boat. And so I was like, I don't want to pay for a full-size bass boat. So I was like, I'll just go for a kayak for now. Um, and uh, so he let me try his out. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get into kayak fishing. And then I got my first kayak from Dry Dock Marina uh, up in Northern Indiana. That's pretty cool. Jackson's a, he's probably a good person to lead somebody into <laughs> kayak fishing. You know, he's, he's one of yeah. the most, if not, if not the most respected people in kayak fishing, you know, I, I don't think anybody would argue that everybody loves him. He is literally one of the nicest people in the world and the guy knows what he's doing. I cannot wait to see how his career flourishes with him fishing in college and stuff. Now that's, that's cool that that was your connection. Like, that, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, awesome. he, he helps me out a lot too with like some of the tournament stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I still fished. Um, I started like my fishing career in college through IPFW and um when i fished there it was i never had a boat it was always a partner that had a boat and i'm that's how i got started in fishing mhm and that you know uh, that that's very common with a lot of the the kayak people uh me personally i, I could never like i can back boat for fun with friends but i hear hear about the struggles from co-anglers and no i i'd end up kicking somebody off the front of the boat like it's not going to go down a good way i respect all the guys out there doing especially there's guys and that are doing it the opposite way now in kayak fishing uh craig die i know christine fisher dabbled with a little bit you know they're having a ton of success in kayak fishing and then you know going i think craig's doing the bass opens i know he was uh i don't even know what events christine was she may have fished some of the bass opens but but yeah man pretty cool so uh Susie, I will let you go ahead. Tell us a little bit about uh, the trail series, where where we were and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we started off in uh, Dale Hollow, Tennessee. We Woo-hoo-hoo. had our <laughs> we had our uh, open there and then uh, we attempted to do like a clash of clubs type of thing. And uh, basically, you know, it was just a open free for all for anyone to compete. And then the uh, clash of clubs, we tried to get some club teams together, kind of like the crossroads thing I was talking about. Um, But yeah, we had a a decent turnout. Um, I know that uh, the weather in Tennessee was, uh, I think they had just gotten through like some really bad flooding, I think like the week before. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of last October. No, you're (laughs) right. Cause I remember we were, we were fishing like bedding fish and, like you were like 200 yards up in the woods, like yes, kind of yeah. crazy. <laughs> you were like really up there. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. I had never been there before either. So I-, I wish you had been able to come in October when we were there because right. in October it was like 26 feet different. Like you're oh looking up at the banks, like that'd be a great place for a fish next year. <laughs> and then when we got there and I don't even remember what month that was, February, March, whatever it was. Yeah. You we know, were like there, uh, in April like, when we were there. The launch, because there's only one launch at the marina, mm-hmm. usually it's like this, and the handrail's like way up here, and the water was down here. When we got there, the water was like halfway up the street. Yeah. It was yeah. great. It was hilarious. <laughs> Good event. 
Right. Well, and, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be going back. I know we don't have a date, but uh, Dale Hollow is kind of like those guys have taken us in and we love them. So, Blake, you need to need to take a trip to Tennessee. It's yes. fun. Yeah, I definitely want to. Heck, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we started off with our open in Clash of Clubs uh, in April on Dale Hollow. And then our very first uh, trail event was the Tippecanoe River. Uh main area it was in Monticello, Indiana. We had 11 anglers sign up for it, um, Mr. Jackson Orr being one of them as well. And um, let's see here. It looks like only, looked like eight out of the 11 people had gotten fish. It was a little bit tough. Um, just, you know, time of year and everything. I know it was kind of cooler and a little bit rainy that day. Um, but uh, Blake, I don't know if you... Uh, have any comments about how that day went for you? Cause it, I know you had only gotten three fish. Jackson was the only one who got his limit. So um, if that's to say anything about how tough it was that day, it, uh, it was definitely a struggle. Yeah. That was a day that like you had to slow down a lot and I'm not super into Ned rig fishing or anything. <laughs> like that's, me neither buddy. <laughs> not, I throw, no. I throw swim baits 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do well when it's a slow bite like that. And that's something Jackson's good at. And I, I, I don't, get, I don't have patience. Yeah. I, I can throw a tube. I like tubes, mm-hmm. but I run them a lot faster than what you typically would with like a Ned rig or being so finesse, super light. That's I, I feel you on that. I, I love Texas rigs, but I fish them where you could probably consider it like like legit power fishing because it's even if it's a bait that has no motion and supposed to just sit there, I'm like, I can't stop. (laughs) Yes. Or I'm like, tap, tap, nothing's there. Tap, tap, nothing's there. Like, I I can't. I feel you, man. I hate I can't stand here when somebody's like, yep, want it on the Ned rig. Yeah, (laughs) right. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely does take like a different like technique altogether to fish that in, you know, a different amount of patience and sometimes even skill. Cause you know, myself included, like I hate throwing the Ned rig just because it forces me to really stop and slow down and just sit there. And I'm like, this is like going against my nature right now. I want to be throwing and moving, but I'm like, Nope, Nope. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what they want is to kind of be slow and, you know, not moving. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do this. That's why you'll never see me on the money anywhere. If it's a slow bite, I'm not getting it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was somewhat a little bit of a tough day. Um, but uh, let's see here. Looking at that day overall, though, uh, Blake didn't do too bad. He had a pretty decent fish, though. He had, a, I think, a 17 and a 17 three quarters was his big uh, fish. It was a small mouse, so pretty nice fish. And oh, then... Yeah, our uh, our second uh, tra- uh, trail series event was up on the Coldwater Chain in Michigan. Now, this was actually our biggest event um, of the year. We had co-hosted with... Um, uh, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store 
have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It, was it Southern Indiana or North Southern Michigan or Northern Indiana? I always get them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see if it said on there because I I can't remember, and it's sad because me and Brian talked about it literally this morning, but. The brain fog from COVID, real thing. <laughs> right. I swear to God. People talk about that too. It is um, frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, we had a total of 34 anglers sign up for that event. And it was a very busy tournament, like judging wise. I, me and a, a buddy of mine, um, we judged over 221 fish that day. Ooh. It was, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like after the first hour, I think I already had like maybe 40 fish. I was like, Oh boy, this is going to keep me busy. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely, it was, it was definitely fun from a, uh, from a judging perspective. And uh, let's see here. I know Blake did pretty good that one. Yeah. Blake got fifth in that one. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good day. And he got, you got fourth in that first one. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the, the key to a lot of it is consistency. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to win. You just have to be consistent for angler of the year. It's the same concept as like why a lot of people like the two day uh, tournament formats, because it's, you know, you don't have to just blow it out of the water both days. You can have two consistent days and, you know, be up there in the running. That were that was a really good tournament. There is, I was just looking at all of it. I mean, most golly, 20 people call it a limit. And yeah. So I mean, ton yeah, of fish. Had, yeah, 20 people had a limit and looks like 25 people total submitted fish out of the 34. So pretty decent overall. Killer. And then where are we going after that? All right. So after that, we were on the Madison chain and that one was in conjunction with Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. And we also had a decent turnout for that one as well. We had 33 anglers for that one. And uh, Madison Chain is uh, one of my, it's not really like my top favorite, but it's definitely one of my fun places I like to go. Um, Just because there's a lot of different variety. There's, um, you know, the different lakes to choose from. And then I also like to fish on um, the southern part of the uh, Yahara River. Um, just, you know, when I'm up there, I had a buddy show me some areas up there for some fun, uh, topwater pike fishing, but, um, yeah, uh, Lake Mendota, Kingonsa, uh, Wabisa, uh, I love these names and, um, I always forget the other one. Y'all get all these cool, like native American (laughs) names and ours are like Ted's landing. (laughs) <laughs> Mama's pool right but uh yeah so let's see here for that one we had uh, let me go back to the right one madison chain so that one we had 18 limits caught nice which was pretty decent 
And... And that was the only event that you had a little trouble at, right, Blake? Yeah. Tell us a little bit how that day was, and then step back and tell me how cold water was, because totally, totally skipped over that. My fault. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so um, the uh, Wisconsin Madison Chain Tournament was really funny. So uh, pre-fishing, I found a really good pattern early in the morning, and so I have panoptics on my kayak, and Ooh. so I, I got into, it was like a 20-foot ledge. And there was a weed line that was maybe, I don't know, six foot or something. So I'd sit off it and I'd point it towards it and I could see fish coming out, um, eating, eating my drop shot and I was throwing a black worm. And so I think I caught two 16 inchers like back to back, um, during pre-fishing in the morning. And I was like, okay, like this spot's probably going to be decent. Um, and so tournament morning comes around and. Well, my phone actually switched times, so I showed up to the boat ramp two hours early. So from oh, no. and and I was about I was about to launch an hour before this tournament, um, but there was uh, I don't some other guy that he runs tournaments. He shows up an hour early, and he was like, "I was like, hey, you're running late, aren't you?" And he's like, "No, I'm usually the first one to turn to these boat launches," and. Um, so yeah, that's when I found out that I was about to launch an hour before the <laughs> tournament even started. No. And so I had to hang out. And that's when that thunderstorm was rolling in that morning. Was that Nick? Um or was it Greg? He used to run, I think, one of the KBF series. He ran a big tournament. One Derek, was it? Uh, I honestly I have no idea. I don't remember his name. He had a white beard. Who was that? Um, That's funny though. Like, what? What? Why did your phone swap? Was that? I well, because no he's in Indiana, so like he was in a different time zone. Like I've had that happen before. Because oh. um, like when I travel to like Indiana or Michigan, I think it happened to me in Michigan. Like I don't know if it just didn't quite switch or what had happened, but like it was still in Central Time when it should have been in Eastern Time. Um, or vice versa type of thing. So. Mine's done that when I've gone over into Georgia a couple of times where it's like the phone waits for you to just get chilled out enough, I guess, for it to catch up. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, technology <laughs> well, sucks. Mine was weird because, like, I could see on the truck that it was an hour uh, hour behind or whatever. So from Eastern to oh, whatever, yeah, Wisconsin time. Is. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, it's good. And then I went to sleep that night and somehow it managed to change. I have... <laughs> That's I crazy. guess it was better being early than late. But yeah. But then that thunderstorm rolled in and messed mm -hmm. everything up. Yeah. Well, that's that's the funny part. So I get out to my spot and I'm fishing it. And I think I caught one. I don't know if I caught two in that spot early in the morning. And then uh, I'm throwing a drop shot. And so I have a fluorocarbon leader and fluorocarbon usually sinks. Well, this thunderstorm's rolling it and my fluorocarbon starts floating in the middle of the air above the water. And I was like, what's going on? And Whoa. then I got, I got like, like a spark came off my reel onto my thumb. And I was like, Oh, I was like, this is not good. And I remember like shaking the rod tip around, like, you know, like lay down, you should be, you should be going down. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the pieces of the puzzle start clicking and yeah. you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then I get, yeah. And so then I was like, Holy crap. And so then I like, I anchored up and I just like, Beam bean line straight to the boat launch, and I sat there and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that was it was not it was that was really scary. Oh, That's the I, I've heard. God. I mean, I've had it happen in a boat 
you know, you get your hair stand up, you can feel the static a little bit. I've heard of the line thing happening, but never like talk to someone that it happened to. That is like, it's just one of those things where like at one point, something was just a little bit higher than you <laughs> putting that negative charge in the air and yeah. you got lucky. Like, cause yeah. it was sitting there like, now I'll go over here. Yeah. Well, oh, he moved. He said it to the ramp. <laughs> and it was, it was crazy. Cause like, I mean, the line was probably two or three foot off the surface of the water. So it wasn't Holy just like God. barely off. Like it was way off. Whoa! And so as I'm, as I'm going back to the boat launch, there's like a huge crack of thunder and lightning that goes off. It was over the lake. And that's when I was like, nope. Like, so I, that right there, my bite was ruined because I had to go sit at the boat launch for I don't an hour or something. You know, count your I blessings, take it that you talk to God. On, uh, Mendota. Uh, you know, that, I I don't even know. That was I, the, I don't even remember. It was like the biggest one in the the northernmost lake. Um, was it? You know, there's like the river that separates the two lakes. Yes. Or I mean, not the river, the the road. There's a highway that separates the two. Yes. And I think it was the one. It's the more southern one. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was probably, I think, what is that? Um, is that Min- Mintonka or? No. Um, Mendota, Wabisa, Kingonsa. Why can't I think of it? Mendota. Monona. Monona. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. That's where I launched. Oh, wow. I can't believe you don't remember that exactly because you like almost died. But right. yeah. We well, almost saw a news story of something that most people think is just a myth. <laughs> Nick, who uh, runs Great Lake Kayak Fishing Series now, he said that he launched um, out of the northernmost part of Mendota, and he had a very similar thing happen. I don't know about the line part, but he said when he was like casting, like the static electricity was like jumping, and he's like, what the heck is going on? Then he looks behind him and sees the lightning, and he said he made a beeline for the uh, the launch as well. He said he'd never been more like shook up over something like that, and I was- That sitting, is insane. Yeah. I was sitting at, uh, I think I was on, I was on a southern launch on Mendota and I could see like the lightning kind of scattering up across the sky. And like I was watching the radar real closely because it looks like it was just going to skirt us. And I'm like, man, I hope it doesn't like shift down. But I was like, I was pretty nervous, you know, because like when it comes to lightning and stuff like that, I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this. But You know, when I used to be in the boat, you know, you're worried about it, but then you're like, meh, I'm in a metal boat. I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I'm more scared of it in the kayak. I've got it on video from like two, two or three months ago, fishing some backwaters here on Wheeler. And I can hear the storm rolling in. And I was like, man, the fish are picking up. This is perfect. And then there was a loud crack over my head. And you think about it, you got eight rod tips up. And I don't know. I just got scared. Maybe I'm just getting wise in my old age. But <laughs> now, thanks to Blake, I am going to be petrified because this man had his line, Harry Potter, magically yeah. up in the air three feet. That's... I wish you had a GoPro to catch that. Oh, that would I know. Be that would have been wild to see. That'd been something you'd see on like TV on like ridiculousness or something like that. Like, and I told I told my family, and they were like, they didn't believe it. And I was like, you know, like, how do you not like it? How do I how do I describe <laughs> it any differently? Why would I lie? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm not lying. Right. Yeah. And in my scientific mind too, like it makes sense. I'm like, yeah, the line and the static electricity over the water. I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But to like, think about that and like even try to visualize that it still blows my mind. Cause it's just like, it's just there. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, I, I don't was... know. I brought my fly rod with me. What's going on? <laughs> That's was, insane, man. It was funny though because I was I was glad they didn't cancel the or postpone the tournament because of that storm because I knew I had a good bite in the morning so it was just it kind of it didn't matter it would have gotten messed up either way. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, uh, step back and talk about how your day went at Coldwater because you did really good at that one. You know, you got fifth in that one. Uh, tell us how how that one went down. You know, obviously no lightning, didn't almost die. No, no. <laughs> Cold water, that was a fun one. Um, Pre-fishing, I found them on, like, another super deep weed line running at Chatterbait. Uh, and I would throw it on Panoptics, too. Um, and so, That's cool. And that was really neat to see. I mean, you, it's hard to see fish sometimes bite when it's when it's windy because you're getting blown off your um, where the transducer's pointing. Uh, but overall, like, I mean, I caught them deep on weed lines. And then as I, I moved a lot of water – and I found a bunch of bedding fish. Um, and I, so I marked the big ones, obviously. And then I went back into a cove and that's where like, I found just like some huge ones. Um, and then tournament day I went and I think there was a bunch of bedded fish on the main lake that were completely gone. Um, and that same morning I got cut off by a boater that was probably like 30, I mean like 30 yards in front of me. Like it was insane like, i was catching fish. i think you saw me catching fish of course he did yeah. they weren't of course they, they were did. like they were like 13 inches or something they were small yeah but you know nine out nine out of ten of these guys i mean and it's not that they're in boats and we're in kayaks you know a lot of people go out there on the lake that aren't you know jam up fishermen you having a struggle day you see somebody hooking into something you want to go hook into something mm-hmm. and then they a lot of boaters have that mentality we're smaller than they are yeah, we just need more people cracking people in the face. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Don't listen to me. Don't, don't. No. Somebody's gonna get shot. Listen to me. It was that. That was like one of those moments where it's like um, you have to be like mentally tough to just be like ignore it and just keep fishing your game. And so that's what I just kept doing and run the shoreline. I was throwing swim baits, uh, shallow, and I could, I could pick some of them up. Um, and then later in the day, I went back to this little channel. And there was a bunch of big, big, I don't know, females, males, whatever on beds back there. And so I figured out if I would just throw like a Texas rig, it was the, um, it's the Diablo color. I think it's reaction. No, it's missile baits. Yeah. It's super ugly. It's so it's, (laughs) but I like their, I think their scent is really good. Their scent's good. They're ugly. They're oily. Yeah. I, I like using their stuff for like heavy punching, and I don't know how many times I've shoved my flipping hook in my thumb <laughs> because you're trying to text pose it, yeah. and it's just like mm-hmm. it is so greasy. And that's my only only hate with missile baits is they're just gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're my but, favorite Texas rig bait. Yeah, they're they're super good. I like Pit Boss too. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a Zoom and like for Texas rig the Guggen Cross. People can hate Guggen all they want. I don't know if it's something different, their color combinations or what. If a crawl is the bite, that's what I have my success on. And if I can't catch them on that, just the Zoom Ultra vibe, and which is great because they're like three bucks. Like, oh yes, yeah. that saved me money. 
Well, that's awesome. But yeah, so, you know, like I said earlier, what, you know, you had a consistent year, you know, you, you showed up to a few events, which a lot of guys missed out on by not hitting the multiples. And some guys did, and, you know, you have a couple bombs and one decent tournament, but you know, it, it goes to show, just show up, put your head down, be consistent. Don't get hit by lightning. That doesn't count. <laughs> that's I can't, I can't let that go. I was not expecting a cool story like that. Like you expect cool fishing stories when we have people on. So I'm waiting for, you know, and then I hooked that donkey, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, my line was floating like three foot above the water. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, but congrats on a good year for AOI. I heard you got a really cool, you know, prize package from, from paddle and Finn from, uh, all of the sponsors that helped make the trail series, you know, cool this year. Uh, you know, they, uh, trail series just finished up. Like we said on, uh, lacrosse in lacrosse, um, a few of those guys got on some really good numbers, caught a bunch of fish, uh, didn't have the turnout that we were hoping for, but it's getting into the year. Schedules are packed. People are running out of, you know, leave. And the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U S military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. They're, they're built up PTO and stuff. It's understandable. But uh, what do you think about the Trail Series overall, man? I thought it was really good. I mean, I, I thought it was – I liked it because – most of the uh, locations were pretty close to me. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, Monticello was not, that's maybe less than two hours away. Yes. Same with cold water. Um, Wisconsin, Madison chain was a little far and then lacrosse was pretty far, but I love the Mississippi river. So I fished there two other times and that was like, nice. why, you know, why wouldn't I want to go to this? So. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool though. Yeah. You and Kevin uh, were, Duking oh. it out on lacrosse. Yeah, man. that's the one I forgot to pull up because Brian told me he's like, "Yeah, the guy you're having on tonight should have tied that guy and probably would have had big fish." But he tell tell the right. story of what happened. Oh, did Brian tell you about the one I caught last minute? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a heartbreak. So, um, I got on a pattern super late in the day of throwing like a black fluke, and I would just run it in li- lily pads and let it kind of sink, sort of like a um uh oh what's the horizontal bait now i can't think of it the worm no oh um (laughs) i have no idea senko yes that's what i'm talking about (laughs) oh you said horizontal bait you're talking like like when you're like wacky rig something i got you yeah 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 um and so it would just like sink real slow and so i threw this uh you know up in the pads and that's how i started catching fish late in the day um and then I ended up hooking into a 16 and a half inch, I think it was. Um, and I get him in the boat at 159. And so I get my phone and I'm like, and I knew it was last minute. And so I get my phone out and it had been raining and my waterproof phone case has water on the surface. So the screen didn't work. Isn't, right. isn't responding to touch. Yes. And oh. so, and so I'm like swiping frantically, like, come on, come on. And then finally it's like two o'clock at this point, And I'm like, Holy crap. Like I can't get it in. 
And so then I still was like, well, maybe if it's two o'clock, I don't know if they're going to accept it at two o'clock or if it's cut off as like one fifty nine fifty nine. Yeah. And so I get my camera app open and then my camera app crashes. And I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. No. <laughs> and so like, I think my, I have to look at my phone to see what time the picture was actually like finally taken. But I think it was like 201 or 202 and it was, oh, yeah. And, and as we were saying, that 16 would have gave you another, uh, let's see. That was on what day? That'd have been a three and a half inch call. Oh, oh yeah. wait, no, I'm looking at day one. Hold on. Let me go to it. Go to total. So yeah, that would have been a, uh, th- uh, where is it? Two and a half inch coal. Yeah. Oh, no, three and man. a three and a half. I was right. Yeah, you would have had it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was so mad when I, when oh, that happened. Man. I was yeah, I was not happy. Oh, but that's how fishing goes. So it is. Hey, if you want to talk lot. about the woe stories, <laughs> everybody that knows me knows that I've got more almosts and should haves, and <laughs> if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Yeah. I can kick your butt pre-fishing, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> that's still cool, man. That's a good way to end the season in that trail series, though. Did you uh, did you do participate in the other trail series, local club stuff this year, too? Yeah, uh, I fish in Indiana Kayak Anglers. I fish in all their um, tournaments throughout the year, too. How'd that uh, season go for you? Uh, it went pretty good. Um, I had some heartbreaks. Um, me and this guy could get along. <laughs> it's the pre-fishing thing. Yeah. Um, I think I finished like maybe 11th in Angler of the Year. No, that's good. That's good. Um, I made it to the championship and I think I got fourth or fifth in the championship. So no, nice. man, that's a, that's a solid year. That is an awesome year. I didn't You've win, only been I didn't in the kayak any. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was disappointed about, but. Hey, that's uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, I'll talk about him briefly in a little bit when we're doing the recap. Uh, he has been one place out of the money seven times in the last two two seasons, and we only have four four stops in each of our uh, or in our seasons. I think he cashed his first check this year. He missed Angler of the Year by a little bit, but he just won the classic that they run. Like he finally put it all together, and it's been. We've been fishing with NACA for three or four years or something like that. So time will, time will, it'll happen, man. You, you, you are very consistent. It sounds mm-hmm. like, and if you got Jackson or helping you out, you already <laughs> have, and pan optics, man, you got an advantage, oh, man. Yeah. I, I got to ask you a question about of that. that. We always have people on here and I've never asked what kind of range like distance wise can that see? Because I always hear about guys like slow fishing with them. You know, you see the fish drop down on them. You're fishing like a jackhammer. Yeah. Like, so what kind of distance are you actually seeing these fish at on panoptics? So it depends on the water clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's muddier water, then you get more feedback. And so you can't, right. you can't see out. Blurry image. Yeah. Uh, I usually stick to like 60 feet. Um, and I'll cast oh, out past that. And then, good. and then I, I thought these things only like see like 20 foot. I didn't realize that you got 60 too. foot of range. Yeah. Oh it's no, I want crazy. one now. I don't know how wide the beam is. It's sometimes in a kayak that is difficult because mm-hmm. the wind blows us so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm anchored down into the wind and it's a consistent wind, then I'm usually I'm perfectly good. And I can um, figure out exactly where I need to throw my bait to run it through that transducer beam. 
What, uh, well, what kind of a kayak do you have? Uh, Hobie Pro Angler 14. Okay. okay, so you got it on a Hobie. So now I know with that transducer, it's like the special one where you have to like turn it and whatnot. So you can't really put it on the transducer mount on the bottom, right? It's kind of got to go over the side. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I, I have it set up on a, um, oh, I don't know, a ram mount. That's what mm -hmm. I have it. So I have a, um, one's connected to the H-rail. And then the uh, and then it like swivels out and then um, there's a PVC pipe which is hey I need every, to, I was <laughs> just about to say everybody I know does. I've seen man, one guy have the legit PVC mount pipe. for that thing everyone else I know has got like a two and a half piece of piece PVC yeah. pipe some guys might spray paint it most don't yeah and like you see them like <laughs> 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 yeah that's, that's yeah. cool though yep I just and so I just swing it over the edge and I lock down the ram mount and then I can. It's got like a handlebar. It's the PVC pipe goes through a handlebar um, connector thing. And so then I can swivel it 360 degrees. And then I have, there's a panoptics unit. So the black box, which I have it mounted inside the kayak on, I don't know how, the underside uh, of the floor. So. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I definitely like, like I want one. Like I feel like, there's been conversations being pushed around like is it an unfair advantage in the kayak world should they be allowed should they not which they do the same thing in the boat world it's just another tool but like i'm Still torn catch the fish yeah no i can say that in texas <clears throat> i had a guy like kind of fishing all over our spot and that's what he was using and i never saw him pull a fish out of there and we were just smoking them on buzz baits and frogs so it's not catching them for you yeah, I mean, yeah. and if you get good with your electronics, I mean, people like Adam Riser are like Adam Riser. I talked to two more people this weekend that told me this. He's a hummingbird guru. They were all going out fishing on the like boats and this two, two different guys, two different times. And Adam like walked over to their graph, started pressing buttons and then walked away. And they said when they sat down, they'd never seen a picture like that before where you could be like, <laughs> oh, there's a fish right over there and there's a tire. And look at that. Like, People are like, yeah, once Adam gets a hold of your graph, don't touch it. Like, so it's. I need to find a Lawrence guru, man, because I just got a new unit a couple months ago. And I'm just like, I'm I'm still like, whoa, because it, it is too smart for its own good. That That's kind of why I went Raymarine. I run the Element 9. And my favorite thing about it is the ease of use. Um, mm -hmm. You can go in and dial everything in. But for the most part, when you cut it on, everything adjusts itself. And. Like when I had my hummingbird unit, I was always having to just like try and figure it out to get clarities right and frequencies. And I always, I always struggled and the Raymarine just always seems to work good enough for me to catch fish. You know, it's not, obviously it's not panoptics or everybody knows you cannot beat hum hummingbirds mega vision as far as the down and side scan pictures. They are phenomenal, but you got to know what you're doing to get there. And I'm not that guy. So... <laughs> Well, that's cool. So, uh, what you got uh, coming up next? You done for the season? Any uh, any more fishing adventures? Um, the only thing that I'm still fishing for is uh, IKA is putting on a big bass bash kind of a deal. Oh, cool! So your biggest largemouth and smallmouth combined. I still I need to get a bigger smallmouth, so I'm gonna I need to work on that this um, this fall. How long? Uh, up there where you're at about how well first when's that tournament in and like 
is it starting to get in the downswing for y'all where fishing's about to start to, you know, water's going to start getting kind of too cool and kind of lose its spurt or do y'all get to fish pretty late into the year? Um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I guess so like this time of year, I mean, I slow down a lot in fishing. Um, mm-hmm. I fish Lake Freeman, which is part of, it, it's one of the lakes that's on the Tippecanoe river. Um, and there's good smallmouth in there and I've got a really good smallmouth spot in the fall time. Uh, so when it gets cold and so that's where, I mean, I'm planning on hitting that. Yeah. Um, but sweet. Man, that's really cool. So, uh, well, do you got any, uh, big, before we let you go, do you have any big plans for next season? You got any, like, you know, like you had a lot of, you said you had some heartbreak this year. Do you have any like big goals for next year already kind of jotted down? Oh man. Uh, (laughs) mine just as big playing to the point. Don't suck. Yeah, no, that's right. (laughs) You know, one thing I want to do, I want to catch more limits. Like this year I had a couple tournaments one tournament was really bad. I zeroed on, uh, but so did like sixty some other people in on. See, that, that's the ones where I'm like, nah, I'm I'm not yeah, that bad. Yeah, it was just a bad day. <laughs> yeah, but I want to I want to get more consistent with with catching my limit, and I want to be able to uh, move around more, and really, I guess, dial in fish a lot better than what I have done. And that, that's always goals. the goal for, yeah. I mean, I feel like for a lot of people, recognizing that is a big part. Uh, you know, a lot of us, it's like, okay, I got to go catch five big fish. Well, that's not the case. Like, uh, listening to a bunch of professional anglers and even some of our guys like Jackson and Jody and, you know, Russ. Well, maybe not Russ because Russ, Russ always does good. So. Say <laughs> but like, <laughs> my, my whole mentality changed this year. It was, I got to get a bite. And then it was, I got to replicate the bite. Okay. And now I need three more of those bites. And then, you know, just step by step that way. Cause I can't stand, I, I'm a head case when I fish, I can be, and I can psych myself right out of my, my tournament, you know, an hour into it. So for me, it was, I lost, there we go. Lost my background. And, uh, for me, it was just taking a step back this year to not think about, I got to get a limit. Don't look at tourney X, you know, just chip away at it and go from there and, you know, recognizing like you need them, you know, I need to work a little better on these things is, is killer. So, and, and I, I really do, man, if you've only been in the kayak fishing thing for a little, little time and you're already showing this kind of consistency, I think, I think we'll have you on here a lot more. I think we'll be seeing Wait. you, your name up there and with those clubs you or that club you fish with. And, you know, if you come hang out with paddle and fin some more, I, oh, I'm yeah, sure you'll be sure. up there. I'm telling you, man, come down to Tennessee, uh, hit the Del Hollow event. It's always the most fun, good food, cool places to stay. Del Hollow Lake's beautiful. They, they treat all of us and anybody that comes down to hang out with us really good. Uh, I can't say the fishing's been on fire ever <laughs> down there when we're down there, but the company and the fun makes up for it. You, but, uh, you might just uh, slide down a slide on the back of a houseboat. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that we got in trouble after fun. that, too. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. But, you know, we, we, we have fun. We have a good time. We didn't get in trouble. I didn't know there was uh, submerged cables underwater, and we kind of <laughs> were peer pressuring our guys off the back of this boat. And then Richard Collis was like, no, you might cut yourself open. Like, oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> And he was like, y'all come back in the summer. We'll park the boat in the middle of the lake. Do whatever you want. 
But uh, well, it was a pleasure having you, and I'm, you know, we'll, I'll be, I know, I'll definitely be paying attention to see your name pop up because you know we do the tournament recap on our show every week. I always pay attention to the bigger clubs. So, uh, I'm sure we'll we'll see you progress, and we'll have you back on. But uh, before we let you go, uh, we always give everybody a chance to thank anybody they want to thank that makes fishing easier, whether it's your mama, your girlfriend, your sponsors, just whoever. <laughs> Uh, I got to thank my two older brothers. They both sponsor me. Um, Alex with ultrasonic poultry systems and Casey with graphite customs. Sweet. So they're the ones, they're the ones that help me get to all these tournaments and cover gas lodging and midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Tournament fees. Awesome. Damn it, Mom, why did I have to be the oldest child? That's a really, that's cool. That's family right awesome. there, man. Like if I called my sister and was like, Hey, you want to sponsor my fishing career? She would say, get, and it'd be the end of it. Like, <laughs> that be, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, uh, anybody else, any family or anything like that? Um, I guess I got to thank my girlfriend too, for letting me go to all these tournaments. We just, <laughs> we just got a house and we're completely redoing all of it. So. Wow. Perfect time to leave her with it. Yeah. Getting away last weekend. It put us a little bit behind, but it's okay, I guess. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, if Paddle and Finn runs it again next year, you going to be back? Oh yeah. Try to try to try to repeat AOI. Yeah, definitely. Heck yeah. Well, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, I'll say this now. I usually forget to do this. If you get a chance, send me a picture I'm going to use for the thumbnail for this tomorrow. I don't mind saying this while we're recording because if I don't, I'll never ask you. But uh, shoot me a picture, you know, good picture of you holding a fish or a girlfriend, whatever you got. Okay. All right. right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, we'll talk at you later. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Awesome. That lightning story is nuts. That is crazy. Golly, what I wouldn't have. I mean, I thought I've had some pretty crazy experiences, but that. Man, that that's wild. The, the closest thing I've got to that on the water was years ago. We were on the water when a tornado crossed the river. Like we didn't we didn't see it, and where we're at, there's no sirens. But oh. my buddy's wife called him and was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, tornado is crossing out of Tuscaloosa, crossing the Warrior." And they're like, "Where are you at?" And my buddy's like, "Well, I think we're like three miles from that road." So we went and shot the boat up in an empty boathouse because apparently on the Warrior River, that's like boater code an empty boathouse is free for you as long as you don't steal anything so <laughs> we we hid in like a 60 year old boathouse and prayed to god we didn't get killed but Yeesh. that's not as cool as floating fishing line and electric shock yeah pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> well, what about you Susie? you got anything else cool coming up not fishing related we gonna you said you hadn't recorded a show you about to get back to recording I actually am. Um, I had a pretty good talk with uh, a fellow lady angler who met up with me up in uh, Michigan, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Her name's Luann Clapp. And uh, we were talking just about, you know, 
women and fishing and stuff like that, you know, and I was telling her that I was kind of having like a, a writer's block, you know, with my podcast, you know, and she gave me some pretty good, uh, pretty good <clears throat> feedback and pretty good um, ideas and suggestions. So I'm like, okay, I'm, That's uh, cool. yeah, so I'm going to start kind of brainstorming some things and then I actually have to like troubleshoot some things because like it involves, you know, my GoPro and other stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, I need to like try this out and see how it works. And then I also got to get good with uh, some like video editing software. So I got to look into some of those things. So I'm hoping by the end of October, I'll be back up and going. So sweet. Yeah, I know everybody's missed it. Right. I'm, That'd I'm be cool. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, where else can you get? female angler content nowhere right? I mean, you can look and read stuff on instagram from people that do that <laughs> woo. right yeah not as yeah. cool i mean there's a there's a couple ladies out there who have some you know decent things but you know i was asking luann i was like what are we missing out there you know and she gave me some some pretty good things to i'm, I'm not going to give anything away because i'm like i don't want anybody to steal this yeah <laughs> you no, know I feel you. i'm like okay you know what like she's right. Like she definitely, you know, had, uh, some really good things that was like glaringly obvious. That's like kind of missing. I'm like, all right, let's see if I can pull this off and work with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I, I understand. It's tough when you do this for so long, it, it's tough to keep grinding it out. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, you know, I, I get burnt out on doing this myself just because our show is a specific niche. Right. Uh, it's hard to make it more interesting, but this is the mm -hmm. time of year that as the tournaments wind down, we get to start playing around and that's kind of like the refresher, yes. you know, step back, have a little fun and then get ready for the next season. So exactly. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Good deal. Well, uh, go ahead and get into some tournament coverage from last weekend. This first one's a pretty cool one. Oh no. Did I pull up the wrong one? Nope, there it is. This first one on my list was the Hobie Fishing Euros twenty Euro Championship in Hit Herring Valley. Maybe we'll go with that. It's uh, it's a saltwater inlet in the Netherlands. They were going after pike, Xander, and perch. It was a two day tournament, and it's a seven fish limit per day. Whoa! Yeah, that's different. That's there were seventy one anglers. Uh. Day one, Sala El Barbucci had 367 centimeters. See, that right there would mess me up when they changed <laughs> change the numbers on me. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Metric to Imperial, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, out. <laughs> I can't I can't add that high. Uh, second place to Matias Fisher with 330 centimeters. Third was Ronald Trass with 327. Uh, day two, uh, Sala came in again with 410 centimeters. Second place was David uh, Skoronek with 364 and third place Matthias Fisher. Uh, the totals, uh, Sala with the two good days, uh, 770 centimeters and was the only angler to limit on either day, not both days, but either day. Oh, wow. Uh, second place was Matthias Fisher, 649. So a pretty big gap between first and second and third place, Ronald Travis with 599. So that's pretty cool. I've, I've never covered one of the Hobie, like, international events that's yeah, pretty cool that's, that's i'd like to know what a xander is and or if that's one of my wife's typos but who knows what's it called a xander z-a-n-d-e-r never heard of it hmm. uh moving on from there we had the sticks live series championship 
uh, in Nebraska, Lewis and Clark Lake uh, in Yankton, Nebraska. Uh, another two-day tournament, 33 anglers, five fish limit per day. Uh, and then the combined 10-day total. Uh, first place, Jordan Westerman on day one with 91 inches. Second place, James Francis with 84 and a quarter. Third, Kevin Workman with 83. Uh, day two, little shakeup, Jason Shrek with 86 and three quarter. Second place, Brady Stores with 85 and a quarter. Third place, Ty Steincooler with 83. Uh, your total overalls, Jordan Westerman took the win with 173 and a quarter. Second place, Jason Shrek with 165 and a quarter. And third place, Ty Steincooler with 164 and three quarters. Uh, going on from there, we had the Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing uh, event number nine on Lake Murray. 79 anglers. They do the famous four fish limit that everybody loves. Uh, first place, Jeremy Heath with 66 and a half. Second place, Ronnie Murphy right behind him with 66. Uh, third place, Robbie Sinker with 65 and three quarters. So pretty tight right there in the top. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing Series was at the Rocky Gorge Reservoir. They had 26 anglers, five fish limit. First place, J.R. Rents with 85 and a half. Second place, Ryan Lignelli with 74. Third place, Nicholas Mazza with 71 and three quarters. Uh, kayak Anglers of Western Pennsylvania, the River's Edge Still City Classic up in Pittsburgh. They were on the, can't pronounce it, in Kiskey Rivers. And we're going to go with Allegheny. 50 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Jeffrey Rabbit with 89 and a quarter. Second place, Aaron Proper with 83 and a quarter. Third place, Aaron Ohi with 79 and a quarter. Uh, this one was close to home. The 2021 North Alabama Kayak Anglers Tournament Trail, the classic on Wheeler Lake, right here in my backyard. Uh, this is the qualifying event at the end of the year, invite only. 31 anglers. Uh, five fish limit first place to my homie Blake Robertson 91 inches it was cool talking to him during the day he hadn't had a chance to post he was in the fish and I just messaged him was like man uh 82 is winning it right now he's like well hell I got 90 I was like well good job and it ended up being close though uh the repeat angler of the year Mr. Randall Wallace was right on him with 90 and a half and Jason Moore another good friend third place with 88 and a quarter so congrats to those guys uh, right after that was the 2021 Spro Frog Tournament on Gunnersville, also right around the corner. Um, and that was a tough one for our guys because uh, Randall Wallace, uh, the repeat AOI, he's won that event two years in a row. Uh, but he did not want to miss the classic, you know, with our local guys. So he skipped out on that and yeah. kind of left the door open. But uh, first place was Chris Walters with 90 inches. Second place, Jordan Marshall, 83 and a half. Third place, Jim Ware the Hammer with 83 and a quarter. So that's that's pretty decent. I, I would have expected a little bit better numbers out of uh, Gunnersville right now, but the weather's also been kind of cooling off a little bit here, kind of early. The weather's been weird. Like, we've been abnormally warm, but, like, I know, like, hurricanes and stuff have kind of messed up a lot of things, too. Oh, yeah. We, we've, you know, we're post, post one hurricane, and then... The, the weird cold fronts that we've been having. Like we had some mornings in the fifties, which we usually yeah. don't get that m until, you know, another month. Yeah. Most of yeah. the time. Like last week we had two nights where it was 55 and I'm just like, what is this? It's much appreciated, but it screws up. <laughs> it fishing. is. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love when I walk out in the morning when the, before the sun gets up and it's just that little bit chilly mm -hmm. and you're just like, God, oh, it's football season. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, let's see. Going on from there, grassroots bass yakking on Potoka Lake. Uh, two day tournament, five fish limit each day. Day one, Glenn Landstrom with eighty and three quarter. Uh, second place, James England, 73 and a half. Third place, Brian Sparks with 72 and a quarter. Day two winner, Brian Sparks jumped up to the lead, 68 and three quarter. Second place, Jason Merritt with 67 and a quarter. And third place, Glenn Lanstrom with 63. That right there shows how bad the fishing dropped off if those are five fish limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tough, tough day. Uh, so first place, Glenn took the win. Glenn Lanstrom with a 143 and three quarters for the two day combined. Brian Sparks with 141 for second, Jason Merritt with 130 and three quarters. So that's a that's a tough, tough tournament. Yeah. Uh, good lord, there are a bunch of tournaments. <laughs> so uh, I thought I was done. There's a whole other page. Oh no. <laughs> All right, bear with me, folks. The All American Kayak Series. Uh, this was in conjunction with the uh, the Sticks tournament. Uh, we talked about earlier, uh, first place, Jason Shrek, 86 and three quarter. Second place, Brady Stores, 85 and a quarter. Third place, Ty Stuncooler with 83. Natural State Kayak Anglers, uh, Intercontinental Bass Championship on Lake Atkins, Arkansas. 25 anglers, first place, Justin Vaughn with 96 and a quarter. There's some good numbers. Second place, Garrett Morgan with 94 and three quarter. Third place, Gordon Parham with 87 and a quarter. Uh, next up, Moyak was uh, the Pomme de Terre in Mizzou. Uh, 77 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Joseph Mer- Mersky with 84 and a quarter. Second place, Justin Kuhn with 84 and a quarter as well. Lost to the Big Fish tiebreaker. Third place, Jason Shiflett with 83 and three quarter. Uh, the Louisiana Bassmaster Bass Nation State Championship, Lake St. John and Lake Concordia. 32 anglers, five fish. First place, Dustin Talbot with 91 and three quarters. Second place, Jonathan Carter with 83 and three quarter. Third place, Francis Tran with 81. I feel like that's saying something that they just had a hurricane down there. I don't know where this is in relativity to like where the hurricane made landfall, but that, I mean, we got weather from that. You know, Georgia got weather from that. I know that got hammered. Mm-hmm. To pull 91 out with that's- all that mess. Jesus. I'd like to see some pictures of what like water clarity and stuff. Oh, I know, all right? <laughs> like houses floating by, your know, roof, pitch under the roof. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's terrible. You know, prayers are all the people affected by that. I didn't mean anything bad by that. And congrats to those people for, you know, doing so good down there in Lord knows what kind of conditions. Uh, moving on, Colorado Kayak Fishing Club was on Trinidad Lake, 39 anglers, five fish, first one. Chinchar Lee, 74 and a half. Second place, Paul Roth, 68 and a half. Third place, Clay Roberts was 65 and a half. Cincinnati kayak fishing was on Cowan Lake, 39 anglers. Michael Grimsley, that's a good friend of paddle and fin. Got the win with 51. That's a three fish limit. Uh, second place, Jason Isaacs with 49. Third place, Jim Klein with 46 and three quarter. Uh, next up, the Wild West Bass Trail, California open water. Uh any public water larger than 200 acres. Well, that's a different take on it. I like that. Uh, 61 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Shane Jones with 98 inches. That's a good day. Uh, second place, Carlos Marazzo with 94 and a half. Third place with Kyle Winkler with 91 and a half. So killer day for all those guys. And last but not least, the Urban, Ang- la, 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 la. Urban Angler Club of L.A., in Pudding Stone Lake, I swear to God, that's what it says. 29 anglers. First place, Gilbert Garcia, 59 inches for, uh, with only four fish. Five fish limit, 
and the winner only had four. That's tough fishing. They had 29 anglers, and there were only 27 fish caught total. That is tough, tough. Dang. Uh, second place, Ted Yang with 55 and a half. Third place, Dominic Doan with 46 and a half. So. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Bunch of tournaments. The seasons are starting to wind down. Uh, we'll probably have a few more championships. I know a bunch of the, the clubs like Queen City are still rocking it out. You know, they, they do like 57 events a year. So, uh, you know, we'll see what we got coming up. I know, let's see, next week is the Hobie on Pickwick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week after that is the Bassmaster in Lacrosse. Bass on Lacrosse. Yep. I'm. I'm. Oh wait, no, no, I can't make that one now either. Never mind. Um, I think that's the last of all the national stuff as far as those two go before they do the tournament of champions mm-hmm. for Hobie. Bassmaster doesn't do anything until next year for the classic, and I have no clue on the KBF schedule. I. Since they've went to chaos, I always forget to look and I cannot stand, cannot stand trying to navigate because they're not even in order. Mm-mm. When you look KBF yeah. up, the event that's happening now is at the bottom and two weeks ago was at the top and it's, it pisses me off. Yeah. Well, I hear it I, works pretty good. I just don't like it. Um, actually, I could tell you what the next KBF event is, because, you know, I keep track of that stuff. I'm glad you do. Or I no. probably should. The last trail event was the Kentucky Lake. Is that, yeah. okay, so that's the season ender? I and think then so, and then, yeah, so Pickwick is the 18th and 19th, and then Lacrosse is the 25th, so, yeah. And then the, so is the next thing with KBF will be the Championship. Championship. And that's in October? Here. Yes. So let's see here. Uh, there's, there's like an open, KBF open in Stafford, Virginia on the September 25th. Hmm. But then, yeah, in October. Oh, there's a trail series championship. Okay, so that's part of yeah. Um, they do they do trail series championship, yes. challenge and, series championship, and then the national national championship. championship. Yep. Do the triple crown. Yes. Uh, that'll be cool to watch. Uh, I know there's going to be a bunch of bunch of big names at that because a lot of the uh, a lot of the, your good anglers that are chasing the national trails they still hit you know enough KBF to get qualified for the mm-hmm. NC because the prizes and the money have you know, such good potential. Uh, I wanted to make the NC. I was going to do it the the cheap, quick way through the challenge <laughs> series, do a monthly. And for the second or third year, no, it's the second year in a row, I entered another KBF monthly and didn't fish because I was too busy. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. I've donated so much money to people. And like right. the last time I looked at it, only three people posted fish. Oh, and like, man. Yeah, there were like 15 in it. Three people posted fish. Don't think anybody broke like 50 inches. Like I could have done that in ten minutes at one spot, Jeez. and literally never went. I got too busy. Didn't even think about it. But whatever. Right. Yeah. See, my luck. I was gonna say, like, I was. I want to try to see how many people are signed up for the national championship. But you can't. But you can't. Yeah, I didn't like that either. You couldn't see who all was in your monthly in your state until they posted nope. fish. And I just I heard yeah. from somebody. I can't remember. 
But yeah, it's kind of kind of stupid. I'm not I'm not trying to bash it. I you know no. they but they were having just, issues you know, when, with... you, when you're trying to you know as an outsider who's trying to look into this. You know you got to think of Tough. like the easeability for somebody to go on there and look for a tournament or, you know, check standings or, you know, see the anglers and stuff like that. And that's just not very inviting. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, things that we can complain about that probably don't affect them at all. So <laughs> right. uh, yeah. it's whatever we'll, yeah. we'll make do. I still, uh, you know, we're plugged into the community enough that I hear, you know, like like Robert Weicker winning or something like that, and I'd be like, "Oh, there was a KBF this weekend." <laughs> That's what we'll do, right? Well, Susie, I appreciate you so much for yeah. jumping in and all the work you did this year. I know it was tough, and y'all kept your heads in it and kept your heads held high. Uh, learned some stuff, got some stuff mm-hmm. to take away from it for next year. Uh, no matter what y'all decide to do. Um, but yeah, everybody appreciates it. I know we appreciate you. Can't wait for your segment to come back. And yep, Lord knows what we get moving into next year. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's always the, the biggest thing, too, is just like, what's going to happen next year? Oh, Lord. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked a little bit about what we might do for next year for the Cheerio Series. I know we're not going to do as many events. Um, we definitely want to do like a Dale hollow event, but then after that, we're only thinking maybe just like two or three events, maybe if that, um, or maybe just do like two events and then one big event at the end or something like that. So we need to have a a meeting of the minds to kind of talk about, you know, the season, what worked good, what didn't work good, you know, um, Again, you know, it was the first season, so you know, gotta take and we've. I passed on some information to Brian, and you know, I'm not afraid to put it out here. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Um, we had a club in Tennessee want to partner with Paddle and Finn, so uh, for for an event, they mm-hmm. they want to do a joint event, and the joint events this year were good numbers. So yes, they were. So I'm thinking that you know maybe something like that might you know work better for us. You know, we could just be like the host of a event type thing, you know? Yeah. You know, and I, it, that gives, I, I've seen clubs do it elsewhere. Uh, when you have an entity that has a better media platform than you, it just makes you look more professional. Right. So yeah. that, that could be the good, good move for, you know, mm-hmm. for paddle and fin who knows. Yeah. And or, you know, we'll- yeah. And I'm going to send out like a a survey. I got to get one created to all the anglers who uh, competed in the open and trail series just to get some, you know, basic feedback, you know, and if people just want to, you know, chime in just in general, like even if you didn't compete, like what would you have liked to have seen more from us? What what would have made you want to compete? Right. What did you not see that you would like to have seen? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we always want the feedback, good, bad, you know, in the middle, like, let us know, because that's the only way we're going to get better. These folks ain't going to change if you don't talk to them. Exactly. You know, we're, we ain't going to do nothing different if you don't tell us what we did wrong. Right. But no, it'll, it, I'm sure you will hear about it. Uh, I, I'll say this from all the people that were involved that did compete. Uh, we've talked to a bunch of them. Nobody's complained. Jackson, when he won... I mean, he said it, and I'll keep saying it. He compared it to a Hobie event. 
He said, right. yeah, I mean, and that's saying something, all your top national anglers that travel talk about how good Hobie treats everybody. And he said it was on that level. I mean, you know, Hobie's got way more money than we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> They got a little right. bit bigger reputation, you know, a little bit. In, in some areas. We doing good know, to be a bunch of broke folks. <laughs> right. We talk for so. a living, which I don't even talk for a living because this don't pay us nothing. But Right, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, and, you know, at, at the Cold Water Trail, we had some little hiccups at, you know, the check-in and whatnot that we didn't really expect or realize, you know, but we've definitely learned from them, you know, and hope Well, the that... Del, the Del Hollow event, there was a bunch of, like, technical issues yeah, uh, that, that, first, that yeah. first day that, yep. uh, that Brian and Jay and everybody got figured out. Um, you know, we had some, uh, we had tons of issues trying to do live coverage, but it's, yeah. It's what I've always said with <laughs> kayak fishing, man. A lot of your best anglers are going places that that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I, I've, I, you can watch it happen on Bassmaster Live when they do the boat traffic. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think it was uh, a year ago. Yeah, it was on the classic at Gunnersville. One of the anglers jumped up kind of quick like in the midday. Uh, they had a tracker and knew where he was but they couldn't get a boat to him because they couldn't get any signal out there to find out exactly where they were. It was just like random pinging. So, I mean, that that's how it goes. I mean, they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars of media equipment that we will never have. Crazy (laughs) cameras. Like, and even then they still struggle. And here we are trying to shoot them from our cell phones and stuff like that, you know? So knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Which was still fun. I I, I got oh, yeah. to chase around folks at Del Hollow. That was, that was cool. It was a workout, but it was... it was still cool uh you know it's it's cool getting the talk to them while it's happening you know what's going through their head what they think they're doing right wrong what they're expecting it's just a different look on it it's it's Mm -hmm. still and i'm sure we'll still play around with that when like like del hollow you know we now we know the spots on the lake that we can get service to do it so (laughs) we just hope the anglers go there (laughs) yeah when i'll go ahead and say it man when uh when Johnny Graves goes back up into the the back finger and starts catching fish, I'm not going up there. <laughs> <laughs> I pedaled right? I pedaled from one zone. fork to the other fork because y'all were like, he's on fish. He's on fish. And by the time I got there, my phone blacked out, no service. So I just recorded him fishing and then I had to pedal another mile or two. <laughs> Just so I could send y'all the video. So by the time y'all got the footage, it happened like two hours ago. Right. It was hilarious. But it's the that's the growing pains, man. It'll we'll figure it out or we'll take a different route to something different or new or who knows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, all right, everybody. We appreciate everybody sticking with us this long. Uh, you know, congrats to Blake on Angler of the Year. Uh, everybody needs to pay attention to that kid if he sticks with this. Uh Another Indiana hammer in the making. So, mm-hmm. uh, another Hoosier you know, kid. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, uh, Jackson's going to move into the boats and pass the crown, and Blake might just pick it right up from him. So, that's right. Good to see, but 
uh, we'll see you next week. Things will start to get back to normal. Should be me and Drew getting back to it, probably covering the Hobie if he's back in town after that, because I'm sure he's fishing it. Uh, well, we'll see what we got next week. And I guess, uh, guess we'll take it out. Good night, everybody. Alrighty, later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.